This is about to be so bad. All right. Can't wait. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Uh, today we're going to be talking about my movie. And we're going to be talking about the Blade movie. And we're going to be talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And the, the Spider-Man. And all kinds of great Marvel stuff here on this, the Infinity Watch podcast. It's me, Wahoo! And that, folks, is why they got Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. It is season three, episode 20, the last episode, the ser- season, not series, the season finale, if you will. Uh, my name is Tommy, and I'm here with my Italian plumber co-host, Eric. Wahoo! The wahoo is on point. You know, I think it's funny because when that first trailer came out, and it's Chris Pratt, everyone's all pissed, obviously. Because it just sounds weird. And they're like, well, they didn't want it to be like racist where he's doing all these like Italian things. But then they just did that anyways. Yeah. And so, you know what? It honestly doesn't bother me as much as a lot of people. Um, And we'll talk about the trailer in a bit. But yeah, I I do think this one was better. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. He's the hardest one to kind of get over, though. In terms, Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think. uh, Well, I'll I'll save it. I'll save it. Today, it's the season three finale. We're closing out the MCU year uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, for better or for worse. (laughs) Uh, Hey, everybody, guess what I thought about it. (laughs) You loved it, I'm sure. Me too. Um, But yeah, we've had so much stuff that has come out this year. and so much stuff that has come out in the last two years for all of Phase 4. And we actually, I, I, I didn't ask Eric to do this, but I ended up ranking everything in Phase 4 from my favorite to my least favorite. And there were 17 things that came out. At least oh my as far as my god. Case. I'll go through that at the end of the podcast if you're interested. Okay. Um, but before- send me, while we're doing this podcast, send me um, all of, can you email me like all of those? And I'll I'll try to come up with a list by the end of the podcast. I can Google Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase Four. Oh yeah, sure. I just sure, don't want to send. send you, I don't want to send you mine. Yeah, that, fair, that, fair, that, fair. Let me. Uh... Everybody, everybody, do this as well. Yes, we'll all we'll all find out how much we are all angry at each other. I just sent you. I just sent you a little <laughs> little thing here. But yeah, just so just so it's clear up front, because we'll cover this at the end. We're doing all the films. So in order, you got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, and Black Panther Wakanda, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Black Panther! Uh, <laughs> and then we'll do all the shows, but not including, I think, I Am Groot. I don't count that. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. But I do count What If. So it's WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Loki. <laughs> Sorry, I threw up a little bit. Uh, what if Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk, and then it includes the two specials, uh, which is Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So if you add all those together, that is 17 things. And uh, I will go through them all, and Eric will go through them all, and we'll do it all together, and we'll yell at each other even though we can't hear anything. 
So it'll be exciting. So MCU Phase 4. Um, and then maybe we'll kind of rank the phases so far. Because there's been four, and it's kind of crazy. There's a lot of mixed thoughts on all this. But before we do that, and before we jump into the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, we will go through hyper news. Because everyone loves going through news very quickly. And there's a lot that's happened since we last spoke. First off, Blade has a new director. Uh, it is the helmer of the show Lovecraft Country, which had the actor that plays, um, oh, geez, Jonathan Majors. He is in that show. Uh, but his yeah. name is Jan Demange. Okay. So, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll see how, uh, how that whole thing goes. But I don't know. He's got support from the last guy. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it'll be fine, you think? Yeah, it'll probably be fine. It'll be, it'll probably be good. He directed the movie White Boy Rick. He's okay. the director of the TV show Lovecraft Country, as I said. Um, I don't know really what else he's been involved in. I'm not familiar with him. He's a French film director. So, there you have it. But, according to this article... He is going to direct it, and it is supposed to come out September 6, 2024 now. So, Mahershala Ali is still in. Good news. That is great news. That is great news. Um, I hope it happens. Me too. I hope it happens. I think it has to now, because his voice has appeared, and so... I don't know. It can't be as bad as Eternals. All right, let's move on. Um, (laughs) Armor Wars, the new movie, not TV show is rumored to elaborate on damage control, the Department of Damage Control, and its place in the MCU. So a lot of people are speculating that it might be um, kind of like an antagonistic role in the film, uh, since I feel like in a lot of the shows, that's pretty much what they've been already. So I, I feel like yeah. it'd just be more of the same. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I've kind of been like a little bit eh on their whole organization because it just feels really... Um, like surface level i guess it's just like well we're the bad guy cops and it's been okay i don't know miss marvel kind of ruined their reputation for me a little bit because that one lady (laughs) is so stupid yeah yeah that's fair i don't know if i feel strongly about them one way or the other um but they're kind of but i'm but annoying at the same time it's a little weird i mean i'd be interested to see them fleshed out though yeah I'm all for it. Give them a little bit more context. I think it's good. And and the fact that they have very poor security in their maximum security superhero. <laughs> um, I thought this was in- interesting. The editor of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Why says, do you keep doing that? What do I keep doing? Black Panther. Black Panther. It's probably uh, a shout out back to my speech impediment from when I'm younger. I, I'm, oh, I'm man. Ready. Shout out. I'm ready to say like Wakanda. Yeah, like yep, a, yep. a weird word, and so I'm like Black Panther Wakanda forever. It's <laughs> like an R and an A than an R. It's weird, but I guess the editor of that film has stated that romantic scenes between Shuri and Namor were filmed, and so <laughs> I guess at some point in the movie that was going to happen, maybe down in the deep, you know? Okay, getting deep in the deep. Yeah, well, they both got their vibranium. Sex toys and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Why wouldn't you? Vibrating vibranium. Ooh, oh, that's a cheat code. 
Hey, I don't know. That's interesting. It just seems like there is a lot of changes in this movie because I think I've seen pictures of uh, uh, Nakia at the funeral, but then obviously in the movie she's not in the funeral because she's away with like her secret son in in Haiti. So it's like I don't know. It seems like they were just like moving these puzzle pieces around quite a bit. So, um, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it's, that's uh, that is interesting. I am curious to see as the MCU goes forward. Um. Who Namor uh, decides to, uh, you know, do his debaucherous activities with? Yeah. Because <laughs> in the comics, it's everybody. Pretty much. Um, but speaking of, of Namor, a lot of people liked him. Uh, but Marvel Studios producer Nate Moore, who is always in the in the articles, this is like the guy, I guess he just talks to everyone. Um, he confirmed that there are rights issues with Universal that'll stop them from oh, making a Namor solo uh, movie, movie, film, movie, film, film, movie, whatever. Um, and I guess this is like the same deal with the Hulk is where I think until at least 2025, they have um, first right refusal on the distribution of those films. So I think eventually it'll go back to Marvel Studios. But right now they wouldn't make a solo film because they don't want to lose money. That is a bummer because I uh that character's cool and that actor is uh is cool. At the but same I, time, uh, we'll probably see him in a lot of other movies. And so yeah, it, yeah, I think it still works, yeah, right? For sure, for sure. Just add all that shit in. Just like Hulk, it's like we get a lot of Hulk, but man, not his own shit. The only thing that he was in on his own was not that good. So um I said it. All right, Eric, this one's for you. Avatar the Way of Water has been rated PG-13 for strong violence, language, intense action, and partial nudity. Ooh, I'm going to see more of that uh, ponytail sex. Eric has been waiting over a decade. <laughs> I've been dying more for it. softcore blue alien porn. I've been dying for it. I mean, you get all the stuff that's on Pornhub, but it's not the same quality as James Cameron's. No, films. no, no, no. You know. No, I, I only consume... Uh, Oh, award-winning porn That's made right. by James Cameron. $100 million produced yeah. <laughs> blue alien porn. So there you go. Uh, you know, I always find these ratings really, really funny. Sequences of strong violence and intense action. There's also strong, some strong language. You know, it's just, uh, okay, whatever. Yep. Um, this was interesting. This one's for me a little bit. James Bond producers may be eyeing Craven the Hunter star Aaron Taylor Johnson to play the next 007. Um, what is it with like people That's... putting the worst movie for an actor after their name? <laughs> yeah, right. Dude was in an Avengers film. He was the lead actor in Kick-Ass. Wasn't he also in, was he in Tenet? He was in something else. Maybe. I've never but, seen Tenet. Man, just Craven the Hunter hasn't even come out yet, and we know it's bad. Yeah, but we also know that this is not true. He's yeah. not going to be the new James It's going to be someone that we've never heard of, but yeah. I, I wouldn't be mad if it was him. At least this rumor mm. is a realistic choice, unlike everyone who still wants like Idris Elba to play him. Dude, I love Idris Elba, but that dude is old. They're not yeah. going to get a guy that's 50 years old to play James Bond. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but I, I still think it'd be cool. <laughs> oh, man. I got to move on before I say something. 
Um, oh god. So I guess Ultron, the main villain of Avengers Age of Ultron, may make a final return in an upcoming live action movie or TV show. Okay, this is from the Cosmic Circus. And I call BS on this article because it says, according to one of our sources, the Ultron AI was not destroyed in the wake of Avengers Age of Ultron and remnants of the AI are still active but dormant. And that there's rumors that he'll show up in an upcoming live action movie or TV show. It's like, like you could just say that. Like yeah. Anyone could just make that assumption because it's literally the history of the entire character is that he comes back. Right. So he featured greatly in What If. We're getting a Wonder Man Disney Plus series. You know, We're also getting a Vision series. Yeah, we're getting Vision Quest. And versions of Ultron showed up in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it's a pretty cosmic circus. It's a pretty obvious little thing there. But I would love to see him again. I think it'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ultron's awesome. And uh, yeah, I'd be super down. It'd be fucking awesome. Let's do it. Um, James McAvoy, who played Professor X in the um, the series of X-Men movies that started after First Class. Um, he was being interviewed and someone asked him if he's heard from Marvel Studios. And he basically said, um, I've definitely not got the call. And if I did, I would definitely not be telling you. <laughs> and so that's a perfect answer. A lot of people are expecting him to show up for Avengers Secret Wars. Um, yeah, that, you that'll be like that. Everyone shows up in that one, right? Um, he also talked about his, uh, his, his complaints with the movies that he was in. And he didn't have many. Um, but he said, my biggest criticism of what we did throughout the four movies was... After that first movie, we didn't take advantage of the relationship between Professor X and Magneto, which really formed the backbone of that first one. So I was like, why did we just eject that massive weapon? Which I think is very fair. I would say X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past are like six out of six movies. X-Men. Whoa, bold call on Days of Future Past. Dude, that movie is amazing. That's crazy. That's crazy. You didn't like that one? I hated that movie. Bro, oh man. That is crazy. That might be your craziest take I've heard in a long time. I think Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix are trash, but Days of Future Past I thought was great. Oh my God. Man, I guess we're going to have to do an episode of Days of Future Past. Yeah, we might have to. That movie has a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fucking crazy. Are you, are you thinking of the right movie? Everyone yeah, loves that I'm movie. Thinking, I'm thinking of the right movie. That wow. movie Okay, we're sucked. definitely doing we're definitely doing an episode on that because that movie is like universally loved. Wow. Um, and by universally, wow. I mean that everyone is but you. So that is shocking. Yeah, 91% audience, 90% uh, critic. Wow. That's crazy. I totally agree on first class. First class is definitely class the is best so and good. my favorite X-Men movie. Um, yeah, I think it's probably my favorite too. It's, it's a really good fucking movie. Um, which has a slight connection up to our episode today with, um, with the actor that shows up. All right. Oh yeah, you're right. Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Yep. 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 Um, James Gunn. He's now, he's now doing DC shit because Disney fucked things up. And uh, he confirms that there's plans for a, a connected DC universe across film, TV, animation, and video games. Hey, uh, that's going to work out, right? Yeah. No, why even announce this? It's not going to happen. 
they're, well, let me rephrase. They're going to attempt this. It's going to suck. And then they're going to torpedo it in two years. Yeah. You know, they even released a new logo for the Flash movie. And even the logo looked bad. Oh, my like, God. It's just, like, it's just like overdone, you know? They're trying people that are like, so it looks hard. so good. And I'm like, bro, it's not, though. Like, they're just trying too hard. They're trying way too hard. I just don't... I, I don't get it. I don't know. It's it's sad. I, I want good competition, but so far there hasn't been any. But we'll move on. Because Spider-Man 4 is rumored to be in the, quote, advanced stages of pre-production. There's a lot of people thinking that an official announcement is imminent. In... Imminent. Imminent. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I can't speak. Um Panther. But yeah, Panther. <laughs> God damn it. So I guess um they're saying that uh Tom Holland is in. They're still working on getting Zendaya. But then some people were saying there's rumors that John Watts could return, which I call bullshit on all of that. There's no way John Watts is gonna return to to direct even more Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I did see the article where he said like he's he's good on superhero movies for now, but also it's like they back up that money truck. See, here's my know. thing. Here's my thing. If you're able to make a successful, like a really fucking successful movie, or in his case, he made a very successful trilogy. I would say that I don't think anyone thinks any of those movies are duds. Right? And, yeah, I would, I, yeah, I would guess. And I think that's extremely rare. Don't try to do it again because you will fail. That is that is my skeptical view. Yeah, but but you got to I mean think of it like as a creative like you are though. It's like but imagine what if he doesn't Dude. Like I mean, what like, if, here's, what if like it's amazing. Here's me like <laughs> speaking, you know, out my ass. If they backed up the money truck, I'd say yes. But it's just like I see this so often where it's like they at least in like James Bond, the guy that directed Skyfall, which is like the highest grossing James Bond movie in a long time. Um it's considered loved and then they are like we need you to do it again. And then like the next one was like one of the worst. And it's just I don't know. It's, it's Yeah, so but I hard. think it's I yeah, but I do think it's a, it's a different situation. It's yeah, a different character. There's, I would argue, and this is this is arguable, but I would argue Spider Man is a much more universally beloved character than James Bond, and I think that the care that Disney puts into <laughs> Spider Man, maybe not by you, but I think by the general public. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy laughing. I didn't hear anything you said. Oh my god! No, I, oh. I, uh, and I think the amount of care that Disney puts into, particularly Spider Man, is a million times more than the amount of care than anybody involved with James Bond has put into James Bond. Not saying it's bad; it's not clearly, but I just think it's it's different levels. So like yeah. there's you know there's levels to this shit. I will say like you, you see all these directors and and most of them are kind of they got their diva tendencies. You don't sure. fucking hear shit about John Watts. You don't see pictures of John Watts very often. The dude just fucking delivers. 
Yeah. You got a lot of personalities in those Marvel movies. You got the Taika, you got um, James, James Gunn. Gun. You know, it's like they're pretty big personalities. John Watts, he just comes in and he gets the fucking job done and it's great and I appreciate him for it. Because it's like they do, I'm sure they have some of his stamp on it, but like those movies are great. I love all three of those Spider-Man movies. And so, hey, yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad. So we'll see. Spider-Man yep. 4. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the worst sequel title uh, ever. And it's not really, but I hate it. They gave <laughs> us a new look at Miles Morales in the sequel movie because they wanted to remind us that it's still happening. And so it's just a picture of him. It's supposed to looking be, exactly the same as. Yeah, it, it could have just been a scene from the first movie. <laughs> it comes out in June. Um, 2023 part two okay so it's like okay the first movie is spider-man into the spider-verse the second movie is spider-man across the spider-verse part one and then they're gonna do across like i don't understand it's bad it's bad it's bad there's no way they're keeping those titles right they might i I thought the part one and part two ended with like the twilight series yeah. Well, yeah, it was like Twilight, think. and then it was the Hunger Games, and then Avengers was about to do it. Because yeah, it was well, Avengers Harry Potter Infinity did it. War, part one and part two. Yeah, Harry Potter, yep. But they, they do poorly in the box office because people feel like they're not getting a full thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm a so weird glad choice. they changed the name for Avengers. Agreed. But yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I, I hope the movie's as good as the first one. The first one was great. So... Yeah. Um, speaking of Hollywood idiocy, um, <laughs> there was some more continued drama. It's not Martin Scorsese this time. Um, it is Quentin Tarantino. And I think a little bit of what he was saying got taken out of context. But uh, he was basically saying that he has an axe to grind against what he perceives as the marvelization of Hollywood. And he kind of went on to say that in the Marvel movies, the actors are not movie stars and that it's the character that is the movie star. Um, and I don't know. It just cry more. Who cares? Like, I don't, they're, they're like holding on to like the seventies basically. Yeah. And so Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi, he tweeted out and he called out Martin Scorsese. He said, if the only gatekeepers to movie stardom came from Tarantino and Martin Scorsese, I would never have had the opportunity to lead a $400 million plus dollar movie. I am in awe of their filmmaking genius. They are transcendent auteurs, but they don't get to the... They ugh, I can't talk. But they don't get to point their nose at me or anyone. No movie studio is or ever will be perfect, but I'm proud to work with one that has sustained efforts to improve diversity on screen by creating heroes that empower and inspire people of all communities everywhere. Fucking love Simu. Oh, he finished it off. He said, I loved the golden age too, but it was white as hell. (laughs) And so I would say that that's a really good level headed response. But then Samuel L. Jackson came on round, you know, someone who has worked with Quentin Tarantino multiple times. And he fucking tied the most beautiful bow on Simu Liu's package. I'll word it that way. Okay, so this is what this is what Samuel Jackson says to Quentin Tarantino. He says, quote, 
It takes an actor to be those particular characters. And the sign of movie stardom has always been what? Asses in seats? What are we talking about? That's not a big controversy for me to know that apparently these actors are movie stars. Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther. You can't refute that, and he's a movie star. Yeah, I agree. Getting spanked down by Sam L. And like, here's here's the thing: is like, you, no one alive. I mean, I'm being hyperbolic, but basically, no one alive ever knew the name Chris Evans, ever knew the name Chris Hemsworth, ever knew the name Tom Holland. Now everyone knows those names because of their Marvel characters. It's not as if their characters are so overpowering them it's just it just seems like a lazy ridiculous take yeah that and at the end of the day who cares yeah of course of course and and it's so funny all these people if you really don't like marvel that much i have a beautiful piece of insight for anyone that's listening (laughs) if you don't like something you don't have to talk about it you don't have to interact with it You don't even have to pretend that it exists at all. And so just do that. Because all these people that keep talking about Marvel, these people, these old Hollywood folks, like I love a lot of a lot of these directors movies, but it's like you are just making the beast bigger if it's a beast to you. Yeah. Because you're talking about it so much. And I don't for one second believe that if Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese have a good movie in their head that they won't get it funded. Yeah, of course. It just, you know, there's plenty of movies people still see in theaters. It's not just Marvel. And right now, obviously, that's the hype. But it's just, I I, I just can't deal with people that want to go backwards in time to live a certain part of their life that they thought was better. Because it just, it's pointless. It'll never happen. Move on, change, grow. Live with it. (laughs) That was beautiful. I concur. (laughs) It's just like a fucking broken record. It's like, get over it. Man. Yeah. But yeah. Good news is, at least for us Marvel fans, is that Bob Chappick is out. And Bob Yeah, that was kind of shocking to me. Honestly, it was really shocking. I mean, Bob Chappick seemed like a penny-pushing piece of shit, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the whole drama with like um, Black Widow. And Scarlett Johansson getting paid like the right amount. There was a lot of drama there. There was a lot of drama politically with him and, and certain things. And it's just all these people said that he was basically trying to just make money left and right all over places without any concern for quality. And it just didn't really make too much sense. Um, I don't want to buy into all of like the articles about people, but it seems like Bob Iger has a pretty, I don't know, reasonable perspective on a lot of these things and obviously led Disney through buying Lucasfilm, buying Marvel, and so can't really argue with that. But the article that I was reading here was saying that Bob Iger's return might help us get Lucasfilm kind of back on track and get its movie slate in order, right? What are we doing with Star Wars movies? Because there's been a lot of shows, stuff like that. So hopefully we can get Star Wars back on track, get some get some proper movies out of there. Yeah, that would be great. Um, <laughs> I brought up this one article because I keep seeing pictures of Indiana Jones 5 that are being released. Um, and this movie is supposed to come out <clears throat> at the end of, when is it? I don't even know. Indiana Jones 5. The whole thing is I wanted us to predict what this movie is going to be titled 
because they haven't released the title for it yet. Mm. June 30th, 2023, we don't have a title. Okay. I Is the title not... So I feel like I've seen this somewhere. Or if not, I think this is very likely. I think they're just going to call it Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think I was going to say it's going to either be Indiana or Indiana Jones. But uh, Indiana Jones seems like it would make the most sense. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would what I, that'd be what I'd put my money on. So the interesting thing is, I never realized this when I was growing up. Um, I didn't realize that the first Indiana Jones movie is just called Raiders of the Lost Ark, and not Indiana Jones in the Raiders Whoa, of the Lost Ark. That is interesting. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that either. Because all the other ones are Indiana Jones and the blank. But that first one is just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Classic. I also watched the first 15 minutes of that movie the other day and realized that uh, Alfred Molina, who plays Doc Ock, oh. is in like the first five minutes of it. Then quickly nice. dies. <laughs> he plays it. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, Doc. All right. Last but not least, Super Mario Brothers full trailer has come out. Eric, yeah. what did you think? I'm going to kind of play through the trailer right now so I can think of different things. Okay, so overall, I, I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not. Overall, I think it kind of looks great. What, how many Infinity Stones was the trailer? Uh, five? Five out of six? Okay, yeah. I feel like I would, I would give it the same. Um, but it like starts off with like Mario versus Donkey Kong. Yeah, in in a Super Smash level. Is that uh, what that is? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a Super Smash arena. And so there's references to like Super Smash, there's references to all kinds of uh like platforming gimmicks from all the Mario games. At the end there's a reference to Mario Kart. Like it Not even really... just a reference, it's like full on. Well, Mario yeah, Kart. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rainbow um, Road? I was yeah. like, "What? Okay, I'm on board with this shit." <laughs> Yeah, it seems it seems really cool. Um and while I still think it's weird, the Chris Pratt voice, I heard you could hear more of what he was going for in this trailer than you could in the in the teaser. I feel like um, they did that on purpose just to get the pissed pissed off people. Maybe know, like, get it out of your system. Maybe. You know. But but it's um and and to be honest, Charlie Day as Luigi was a little like uh, that's still just kind of Charlie Day, but um, it worked for me like a hundred percent. It does. It, it, it works more than Chris Pratt, but but I think I now fully think it'll be something that you'll get used to pretty quickly. And if the quality of the movie overall is anywhere close to the quality of like the visuals, uh, that movie's going to be amazing. I mean, it looks beautiful. They, they, they nailed like- it. Tanuki Mario. Yep, yep, yep. They had Tanuki Suit Mario. I really think that this is going to be the highest grossing video game movie so far. Oh, it for sure will be. It for sure will be. And not only that, it for sure will be. <laughs> and this is going to um, kickstart Nintendo's dominance of the box office. The new MCU? Yeah, I, I, I really think that's true. Because um, I was listening to another podcast... Which one was it? I think it was uh, IGN's NVC, Nintendo Voice Chat. And they made the great points of... So for basically its entire history, 
Nintendo has always had a two-tier system, a a two-tiered system of business. Um, they've always made a handheld console, and they've always made a, a console. Um, handheld console is not the right word, but you know what I mean. They, they made a handheld like the Game Boy. They made a console like the Nintendo Entertainment System. Then it was like the DS and the Wii, 3DS, whatever, whatever. It's always been two. Now that they have the Switch, which is kind of two and one, they only have that one pillar. There's... they. It's a business that for decades have been used to running two pillars. So it's like, what's their second pillar going to be? It's going to be movies. And, uh, I mean, Nintendo has a pretty good track record of being successful with stuff that they care deeply about. Um, and I think there's a really good chance that they're successful with movies as well. I really hope that they lean into it because they, they, I would say as a business, they are pretty conservative. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. They are big time. Too conservative, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. And I really hope that they kind of put their foot a little bit more on the gas because I just see so many opportunities when I'm watching this trailer. I'm like, holy shit. You got like a whole Donkey Kong series you could do. Yep. You got Luigi's Mansion. Yep. You got like Mario Kart shit. You got Super Smash shit. But then you got like Legend of Zelda. Like, yeah. bro, like, yeah. oh my gosh, Rosalina, like, come on. And so, <laughs> dude, I, I think that they could be really successful. I mean, Captain Falcon, ugh, get some F-Zero shit up in there. <laughs> Samus. Oh my God. Yeah, make like a really top tier Metroid movie. People would go crazy. Could you imagine you watch an entire F-Zero movie and at the end, Captain Falcon's just like, Captain Falcon Punch! And then like... <laughs> Dude, I would come. I would do it. I mean, I just did. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually said captain instead of falcon punch too, and I still felt it. Yeah. Oh it's, the energy was there. <laughs> falcon kick. Oh, man. Amazing. Which is crazy because, honestly, I'm shocked that, like, this hasn't happened for Pokemon yet. It just seems, like, really confusing to me that that opportunity hasn't really, I don't know, just like, it, it just seems like they're just letting it sit there. You could make so many cool, like, animated Pokemon movies that are, like, big, but I, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're billionaires, so. Yeah. I don't to fucking say anything. Yeah, I feel like they, you know, Detective Pikachu did well. Um, it was decent, yeah. But, yeah, it's, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of potential, untapped potential there, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that wraps up news for today. Let's jump into it. Or maybe just slowly wade <laughs> into it. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. This is our second MCU special presentation. And the worst so far. Um, it's a quick thing. I'm kind of happy because uh, Mia and I actually watched the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, which is only like 25 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And obviously we watched that type of stuff growing up whenever it would be on like ABC or whatever the fuck. And you realize now you're like, wow, this is like the most useless like format, you know, like the Halloween or the Christmas special, the Halloween Thanksgiving. It's just like kind of like rambling nonsense that just kind of vaguely has the feeling of whatever holiday they're celebrating. And that's yeah. what I felt like this was. Um, well, I would argue it's a lot more than vaguely. 
Yeah, I just <laughs> I would say hated it. Smacking you across know. the face yeah. with the fact that it's a Christmas special. So here's, here's what I want to do. Okay. Because I want to be fair. Um, let's go through it really quick, chronologically. And then I have a list of gripes, and I have a list of praises. Okay. Yeah, I should say, I'm not totally negative on it. Like, I don't think I hated it. I think I'm mostly negative on it. I don't know why. I'm probably more negative than positive. All right, so um, the Guardians of the Galaxy have purchased Nowhere, spelled with a K, from the Collector. So we know that the Collector's still alive, which was shocking to me, if I'm being honest. Um, and that they have enough money to buy the whole Celestial Skull from him. But yeah, whatever. where'd they get that money? Yeah, it's good That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, meanwhile, Falcon can't get, like, a fucking loan for his sister's boat or whatever. Yeah, right. But the Guardians of the Galaxy can purchase a celestial brain or skulls floating in space. Um, but whatever. You let it go because that is their base in the comics, and that's awesome. And I guess Cosmo the Space Dog is just, like, part of the deal. Yeah. Um, and looking... Barely, barely, barely passable in terms of everything in this special, I would argue, CGI-wise, was barely passable. Yeah, this special was brought to you by the volume. Yeah. Um, But yeah, basically, Christmas is coming up, and Craglin tells the story of how Yondu ruined Christmas for Peter, and they show this very poorly animated flashback of Craglin and Yandu and Peter and how he like made this Christmas tree and how Yandu was all against it and he like threw the tree out in the trash. And let me just say, and I'm probably going to touch on some of my gripes as we go through this. Um just seeing Craglin's skin and how it interacts with that with that mohawk <laughs> yeah, thing yeah yeah was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. <laughs> Both Mia and I were like, ew, like, why did they do it like that? Like, his skin, like, goes up, and it's so uncanny and gross, and I just hated it. Yeah, I was not a fan. I don't think they did that when he had it on in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't remember it being that jarring. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, That just doesn't look normal. I'm trying to find a picture now from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Let's see. Uh... Yeah, it's still a little bit weird in that, but I just I guess I just didn't notice it as much, maybe. I don't know. But so they tell the story, and this is the whole backdrop. Um, and then Mantis talks to Drax, and they're like, we need to find the perfect Christmas present for Peter. Um, she's, like, worried about him because he's depressed because Gamora has left because it's not the Gamora that he was with. And she's also worried because... She has the secret that she's his half-sister, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I actually thought this was the one thing that worked for me. I thought, I thought Mantis, just in general, her love of Peter was very cute. Yeah. and uh, I would agree. Yeah, I thought, I, I, I thought that was cool. And particularly at the end, I thought that was a very nice moment. But we'll, I we'll get there. also couldn't believe that I forgot that they're siblings. I did, too. And I, was like, I wow. did too. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. So they decide that they're going to fly to Earth to get Peter Quill's childhood hero, Kevin Bacon. 
this much the trailer had shown us. And one of my gripes is that the trailer basically showed us the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and so Mantis and Drax, they go to Hollywood, California, and they start looking for Kevin Bacon. You see some scenes of them at like the Chinese theater and the Walk of Fame, and all these people just think that they're like the costume people, you know, that you take pictures with. I um, so there's one note I wrote down. This was actually the hardest I laughed in the whole special. Was people were taking pictures with Drax, and somebody goes, "We got a picture with the God of War." Nice. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I mean, that's what they would probably think he looks like, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, so silly. Yeah, some of those shots actually seemed like they were genuine to me. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, And so they end up just acquiring a map, you know, like the celebrity maps. But this is one of my things, too, that I liked is I liked um, Mantis's Jedi mind trick powers. Yeah. And I like how she's she's just like a straight up criminal. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Yeah, to see. <laughs> I, do, I love Mantis as a character because she's so dumb. And so she's like. Give me all your money. (laughs) (laughs) And so basically they find Kevin Bacon's house on one of these celebrity maps. And he's waiting for his family to come home. He's trying to watch something on TV. And uh, they're like on his intercom. They're like, come on in. And he's like, you know, leave it, whatever. And so they eventually are able to like break into the gate. He calls the police to help. Um... But I think Mantis, doesn't she, she uses a mind trick on him, too, to, like, want to come with them eventually. Eventually, after, yeah. After some chase. Yeah. Um, and we also see the LAPD just, like, unload sev- several clips into <laughs> yeah. uh, Drex, to which he just giggles and laughs, which is great. So they basically return to nowhere. Uh, <laughs> and on the way, they're disappointed to learn that, like, Kevin Bacon's just an actor and he's not an actual hero. Oh how peter had described him <laughs> and they like wrap him up in a box i and... but before we continue there i did feel it was kind of cringy like they went too hard way too hard on the meta commentary of like huh, actors am i right oh like, yeah there's a like, lot of that yeah, I was like, guys like relax like a, little, a little too much inside baseball I yeah think um yeah the entire time that that was going on and at the end they say something like oh actors aren't so bad after all yeah it's so weird why are we like using this like we have 45 minutes and that's what you're choosing (laughs) right it's so weird um i guess we forgot to say that there was like a little christmas song with a bunch of aliens oh my uh, yeah one of many yeah there's several several of those things um when they are in the bar it's so funny they released a list of all the tracks um from this episode or special but the one track they didn't put on their list is when they're in the bar uh in california the bar is playing the band heim's christmas song from 2022 or 2020 oh and it's called christmas rapping but you can't actually even listen to it on spotify it's only on like youtube and their social media and it's a banger and it was the one song i was like oh my god they're playing the heim christmas song um and i was shocked to hear it uh, because it was like a COVID song that they released. And it's a complete joke. Like the song is just a ridiculous joke. Um, but I thought that that was pretty funny. That they included that in there. Um, and so Peter's like, Peter gets his present. He's shocked that they kidnapped Kevin Bacon. He's like, make sure that you unmind trick him. 
and then he immediately tries like running away, right? Um, Naturally. But then Kevin Bacon learns from Craglin, you know, how he inspired Peter, and he decides to celebrate Christ- Christmas with them on Nowhere before returning home, and he sings a song with all the, the space Christmas aliens, and it's really fucking dumb. And then at the end, we find out through another bad animated sequence that uh, Yandu didn't ruin Christmas and he actually changed his mind and he got him the first pair of blasters that he uses as his primary weapons now. And then at this point, after Peter tells tells uh, Mantis, you know, the story, she tells him that they're related and he's like, that's the best Christmas present ever. And that's the one part I liked about it. Yeah, same, same. I did really like that part. That was nice. I was just mad, but I guess like the trailer, I watched one trailer and it basically showed everything. I wish I didn't know anything about Kevin Bacon being in it. Yeah, agreed, um, agreed. And like the whole chase was in the trailer. And so it's like, that was like the bulk of it. The only thing the trailer didn't show me was that there's going to be a bunch of like old bands I had never heard of uh, playing Christmas songs. And none of them were good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was it for me. I don't know if you want to go over anything before we go through kind of things we like, things we didn't like. No, I mean that that was that was pretty much it. Like there's not a lot of substance to this. And yeah. the fact that they said that this is going to be required viewing for Guardians 3 is Laughable. a joke. That is crazy. Uh it's not. All you need to know is they own nowhere now and Peter and Mantis know they're related, which is something everybody in the world forgot in the first place. Right. So, so right. Yep. pretty inconsequential. I think, I think all my praises are like the things that are consequential going forward, and they're all very minor. Yeah. But I'm going to do gripes first, which I think a lot of them I've already gone through. Um, and a, a few of them are nitpicky, and I know that. Um, so the trailers gave away mostly everything. I didn't like that. Um, Unlike, I would say, the Werewolf by Night trailer, like, didn't really give away anything for me, um, which was great. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. But, okay, this is the most nitpicky thing I, I have. It, when they get to Kevin Bacon's mansion, Mantis asks, asks Drax to throw her over the gate. But then, like, a minute later, we see her, like, jumping over all of the neighbor's fences with Drax as they chase him as he runs away. I didn't even notice that. That's so and funny. And so it's like, I know it's like a stupid continuity thing, and I'm being so nitpicky, but like, bro, it was like a minute earlier. Yeah. And so I just like, this is dumb. It's just dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb. I can't believe I didn't notice that. Um, The volume and the sets look like my backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did, this did not look good. They're like, all. look, we have one little square in nowhere, and... um. I don't know. It looks like we just put some like little boxes around that one part of Black Panther when they're doing like the king contest and they're like singing. It just looked like that only with just like some patios. Um, I don't know. It just looked bad. And you could tell that they didn't have much money. Um, The music was corny as fuck. I just didn't like it. I'm being bah humbug, but whatever. I just didn't like it. Um, Can we talk about Groot, please? Because apparently he's all CGI. 
but he looks like a 90s King's Island discount Halloween costume person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a weird look. I, I think they're trying to bridge the gap between what we saw in Endgame yep. um, and what he'll eventually be as an adult. But I still hate it, and it still looks bad. You know, it just... I don't know. It, it, everyone's like, oh, wow, they got a guy in a costume and James Gunn's on Twitter. And he's like, no, that was all like CGI. And I was like, really? Because at least you had an excuse before. Right. I don't know. It just I didn't look good. So I, I took it more as I feel like they're almost trying to make adult Groot look cute like baby Groot. That was that was what I got from it. And it yeah. does it does not work because the last Groot, I don't think looked cute. You know, no, no, I agree. Looked like, but he, but he looks fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's like they they tried to keep him the same height, but then they bulked him up and then like gave him a normal size human head. And I I don't know. It just didn't work. Didn't work for me. Um, I hated the animation. I like the idea of the animation, but uh, I just didn't think it was up to snuff. It yeah, just really cheap. And you're you're Disney. I think they were going for like uh like something bad looking <laughs> like one of those like crisp i wish i could think of the name it's like Apparently a really popular they, wrote, they rotoscoped it which is interesting like oh. they had the actors like they had the guy that plays yandu michael rooker and what? stuff he was why? he filmed it why and then then use that they had like the younger what? kid they had to change how he looked because james gunn likes how the original kid looked in the first guardians of the galaxy movie so obviously that kid's too old now, but they had they had actors acting that out and they rotoscoped it. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. Because at first I was like, oh well, they this couldn't get Michael Rooker, and so they just didn't do it. But they had Michael Rooker. There's behind the scenes pictures of him, and so it's like, okay, bro, just use another kid. No one cares, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I just so, don't yeah. get it. The last thing was, Craig, I wrote, Craiglin's fin and how it connects to his head makes me want to barf. <laughs> and so I just, I hated that. Well, yeah, that, that was all my gripes, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I went through most of them. Probably I missed the Groot thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine are almost exactly, the, I mean, mine are exactly the same, really. I think I probably hated the song numbers maybe even more than you did. I mean, I loathed those songs yeah. so much. They were so bad and so yeah. dumb. Um, it just felt like like a rough draft. And then they're like, we'll sprinkle some songs in. And then that yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like it. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. But there were a few things I liked. Sure. I will say. Um, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy owning nowhere and it kind of being their central base. Yep, yep, yep. I like that the Collector is still alive because I think Benicio Del Toro as the Collector is awesome. Yep. I love Cosmo, actually. Okay. I like this. I know like the CGI wasn't, you know, perfect for some of the stuff. And I think a lot of it was practical, which is fine. But I just love Cosmo. I love the voice. Yeah. Uh, the girl that plays Cosmo is great. She's great. Yeah, I didn't mind Cosmo. And so that was good. Um, something that we didn't talk about next, um, Nebula stealing Bucky's arm yeah, to give to Rocket yeah. as a Christmas present. <laughs> I did like amazing. that. I did like that. And the funny thing is that like, 
That arm is made of vibranium, so it is like the most expensive Christmas present that anyone saw on that entire show. Yeah. But uh, everyone's like, how did she do that? How did she do that? Bro, she's like a cybernetic alien. Yeah. And I don't think Bucky was like expecting, you know, someone to come steal his arm. But yeah, I love that. I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, I loved Mantis in this. I did too. I loved, her, I loved her powers. I loved her character. Her moment with Peter was really good, and I felt like it was earned, and it was nice. I like that. Um, I liked that Drax is LAPD bulletproof. You know, that was good. Yeah, they really... I, I mean, I guess it makes sense, because, like, Hulk takes bullets, and it's no big deal. But it, but it was weird, because, like, Hulk is a CGI monster, and Drax right. is, in reality, he's just a painted guy. And uh, so my brain is like, yeah, he probably is not as uh, bullet spongy, but he clearly is. That yeah. took me that took me by surprise. He's basically like Luke Cage, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ain't nothing going to happen. Um, and then I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, the other thing I liked was the Mark Hamill cameo. Really random. Where? So I think it's right right after the scene where you see. Um, What's his name? Um, Kevin Bacon run away after he gets like his his consciousness back. There's just a scene of Mark Hamill and he's kind of dressed up a little bit and he's just drinking a beer out of nowhere <laughs> for like four seconds. What? It's just a shot. It's like it's like very clearly just him in the shot drinking out of like a stein and then it just cuts to the next scene. Oh my god! And uh, I love that because I, I remember I was like. Was that Mark Hamill? And then I went back and I was like, oh, yeah, it was like definitely Mark Hamill. Um, I'm going to show you a picture. I'm going to send it to you here really quick. That's because, amazing. Like, this here, I just sent it. You can see like he like takes up the entire frame and it's just for like a few seconds. Oh, yeah, I guess I do remember that. And I do have a vague recollection oh, of being like, bottle. That's that right. guy kind of looks like Mark Hamill, but. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I, I thought that was good. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, I don't know. It was a short little thing, but uh, it just wasn't my cup of tea. I know a lot of people liked it. Oh, wait. Now, hold on yeah. now. Hold on now. This is some fake news. That's not Mark what? Hamill. What? It's not him? The very first headline says Atlanta actor mistaken for Mark Hamill. What? In Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, that guy looks, he's like, his eyes are a little more sunken in. I thought it was him. Troy, Troy Beecham is the name of that actor. Oh, and, and Mark Hamill replied, he said, that's not. What? Someone said, that's not Mark Hamill, and then, then he retweeted, said, it's not. Wow. Congrats to that guy for looking a lot like Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah, it is that other guy. Wow, I'm wrong. Okay, well, then fuck this special. It doesn't even have Mark Hamill in it. <laughs> I hate it now. As you should. Man, that's crazy. That's not him? Oh, yeah. Look up look up Troy Beecham. It's definitely yeah, Troy Yeah, oh, Beecham. I just saw a picture of him. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. It looks just like... I was like, why else would they show that? <laughs> like, they, they, they hold on him for, like, four seconds. I, do, I definitely remember that scene. I was like, okay, that's got to be him, right? Okay, well, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> all right let's just rate this bitch and get right. it done with as we do on the infinity watch podcast we rate our episodes series 
movies, special presentations out of six whole Infinity Stones, whether they have Mark Hamill in them or not. Eric, yeah. what do you give the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Look, I don't want to be... I want to be fair. Don't be a bitch. It's... It's a two, but it's a but it's a strong two. Oh man! It's like a it's like a strong two, light three, but it is a two. All right, well we're we're in lockstep. I gave it a two. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it, was it wasn't like, that good. You know, it wasn't quite a one. Mantis. Won yeah, over. yeah. And uh, like it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, but I never watched again. Probably yeah, it's not Blade Trinity, is it? I'd rather watch Blade Trinity than this. Oh, yeah. For easy. sure. I just wanted to throw that one out there to see how you'd react. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, <clears throat> It is what it is. But hey, I'm going to surprise you with something here. Okay. Now, before we jump into our individual ranking, I want you to rank MCU Phase 4, WandaVision, all the way up to Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special out of 6 Infinity Stone. Wait, what? We're going to rank all of Phase 4. Okay. Out of six Infinity Stones. Which starts with WandaVision and ends with what we just talked about. We're going to rank them all? I, I no, put no, in... no. We're, as a whole. As a whole. Oh! And then we're going to go in Got order. it, got it, got it. Ooh. Ooh. This is a surprise ranking. Eric didn't know about this. Ooh. It's tough. This is tough. I'm actually having a really hard time. Uh, because there's some high highs. Yeah, and some low lows. There's some low lows, and there's a lot of in the middles. Mm, man, I don't want to sound crazy, but I think it's a three. Woo! <laughs> oh, man, any justification for that? Well, I'm looking at my list, and like the entire bottom half of this list is pretty much garbage. Okay, can I <laughs> ask you a question? Yeah. And, okay, so you have, you have them ranked in front of you up to 17? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, so after what number does it go from bad or from good to bad? Mm. If you had to split them from good to bad, what number does the good end Let me on? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. After ten, they're all trash. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm I'm pretty similar. My ten is a little bit half and half. Nah, not trash. There's some they're okay, but like they're not. I'm forcing you into a dichotomy, so blame me for this one. All right, all right. But yeah, okay, uh, very similar. Okay, you give it a three. Yeah. Um, it's a strong three, but it, but it's a three. I think I'm going to go four. Okay, that's I feel fair. Like it's like, I feel like it's like a C plus. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And uh, a three to me is more of like you're struggling to even pass. But then, like, it's really hard. It's just fucking impossible. Yeah. So. I feel like we're pretty close, but let's let's jump through MCU Phase Four, one through seventeen. Yeah. Um, now, now before we do this, I need everybody to keep in mind that you took time and and put thought into this. I did this in thirty seconds while we were talking about news. Amazing. So so I'm, I just Amazing. went with my gut. This might be crazy, probably is. Which is funny because I went through it. I spent time to go through it. Then I showed it to Mia, got her thoughts. She made me rethink some things. Okay. Because okay. of recency bias and all that shit. Yep, yep, yep. And then I redid it again today. Okay. All right. Um, 
I'm trying to think of how we both grow through this. I mean, let's just Maybe. do let's just do them all seventeen. You do all seventeen, and I do all seventeen. Because if we go back and forth, that's going to be so confusing. Okay, I'm going to go from the bottom up. Okay, okay. Number seventeen, Eternals. Okay. It just it just wasn't good. Yep. Even high, it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> next up is yours truly, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just didn't like it, but I would watch. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier before I'd watch this, which is why that's next at number 15. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, at least it had some redeemable moments, you know, like John Walker character and all that stuff. Sure. Um, at 14, I have What If. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I, I think the fact that it's a cartoon, not that I don't like cartoons, it's just like you're the one cartoon against, you know, 16 other live action things. And I feel like it didn't really quite get its footing until like... The last few episodes. Yep. Also, I'll never get over the good heavens. <laughs> that episode was trash. The Captain Britain one. Yeah. What's her name? Captain Carter. Good it was trash. Heavens. And I love Agent Carter. That episode was trash. All right. This is when things start getting interesting. 13, Moon Knight. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty close <laughs> to what you I know. I think this is like, at this point, it kind of gets to like, you fucked up Moon Knight, and that's why it's bad. Um, yeah, I don't even... even... Though there was, like... I don't know. I just... I, we we both should have been loving it. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I agree And with neither that. of us liked it, and it was... That's that's really telling. Um, I didn't hate it, though. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't good. Yeah. You know? It was just kind of like... Okay. You know, lighters, gators. I said that to someone the other day, and I was like, oh, man, I love that. <laughs> um, and then what was it? Just have a little bit of steak. Yep, yep. Um, you know, there's good moments in it, but it just wasn't good. Um, Thor Love and Thunder comes in at 12. Okay. It was just all over the place. Had some amazing moments, but it just... Taika, Taika dropped the ball on that one. It's really hard to fuck up Thor, in my opinion. I think Thor is awesome. Yeah. And him and Alan Taylor both fucked it up. Um, number 11, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel beats out Thor, because I think like the last couple episodes were pretty great. But uh, yeah... The whole partition thing, the story just didn't hold strong. And it really wasn't even the partition thing. It was the clandestines and all that shit. It just didn't work. Yeah. Um, episode one, and then I think five and six, right? Is that what it was? Or is it one, two, and six? So, yeah, something like that. I think it's one, two, and six. Solid three episodes. Um, ten is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Um. I'm not sure this is sitting on my good side. This is where it's a little bit iffy. I'm half and half on good and bad. Because I think the next, I think this is the last one of my bads. If I have to categorize them as good or bad. I loved all the stuff. We talked about it last episode. Yeah. I loved all the stuff with Chadwick Boseman. There was a lot of cool moments. But like the movie just didn't really quite hold itself together as well as I thought it should. Yeah. Um, And that was a bummer for me. So I think that was my last one that I didn't quite love. If I put it that way. Okay. Um. So the next one's nine through one. I, I had a really good experience with. The next one I have is Black Widow. Um, I think this one I had originally put down a little bit lower. Yeah, but then I was, I was talking say. to me about it. But um, I, I think I really enjoyed that movie when it came out. I just haven't seen it in a while, and this is where kind of that recency bias kind of comes in. But first MCU movie to reference James Bond and actually show a James Bond movie. True. But then I think a lot of it was really good. My biggest qualm was like just the very last scene where they're like jumping through the air. Um, but I think everything else was really good. 
I thought the action was great, and I think her sister is fucking great. She's one of the my favorite new additions to that. Yeah, that made me really bump it up quite a bit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But I think yeah, it, it just came out so long ago that you know you just start kind of having these weird opinions about it that aren't really valid. Um, next up is Shang Chi. I think we both enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's really good. It kind of falters in the third act, but really good. Um, this one you'll disagree with though. Right before it, I enjoyed Werewolf by Night quite a bit. Okay. And I, I liked it better because I think as as a standalone piece, if you look at it from the whole, I think it did what it tried to do very well. And I don't think it really faltered much, which I think that is the benefit of those special presentations where if Werewolf by Night was a show, I don't think it would have worked so well. Um, next up, She-Hulk. Love She-Hulk. Loved Daredevil and She-Hulk. Um, that show did what it was trying to do very well. Was, you know, same thing. Same same comments. I thought that last episode was very ambitious, and it worked for me. So, number six. Number five, the movie I watched last night, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Very good. Watching it, that was actually only the second time I've watched it, which was shocking. Oh, wow. Um, man, that's a good movie. It's probably the most comic booky thing to happen in phase four, I would say that movie is, it just felt like a comic book. Like I was reading a Dr. Strange comic book, which was great. Yeah. And I loved it. The Illuminati were great. It just, the story was good. Um, top four next up is Hawkeye solid, solid show. Loved it. Was looking forward to every single episode. Can't wait to see more Kate Bishop. Wonderful. And then you got, uh, the bros. So bro, um, <laughs> Final three. These are probably going to be controversial. Um, I'm not rating them just on like what I think was the best. I'm rating them on what I loved the most. Okay. So I'll do three, two, one really quickly. Three is Loki. Two is Spider-Man No Way Home. One is WandaVision. Okay. Um, WandaVision kicked it off for me. I love it. I got a WandaVision tattoo. I just fucking love WandaVision. thought it was great. Um... Spider-Man No Way Home has been the standard of Phase 4 movies for me. I, I just got out of that movie, and I was just so fucking satisfied. It did everything I wanted to do and more. It was wonderful. And then Loki is what I consider to be the highest rated MCU series so far. Yeah. That is the blueprint for what those shows should be. It was fantastic. Those top three are like, I would say even the top four are like as six out of six as you can get for me. Yeah, so yeah, full full agreement there. That's my that's my list. All right. Well, I don't think there's too many. Um, I mean, there's some discrepancies, but I don't think anything's going to be offensive here in my in my 30 second quick ranking. Oh boy, let's do so, it. So starting from the bottom, and I'm not. I don't think I'm going to give it as as much justification. Um, starting from the bottom. I think the worst thing for me is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, yeah. I, I, yep. I truly hate it. I truly yeah, hate it. Yeah, it's really bad. I hate everything about it. Um, yep. Second worst, Eternals. To be honest, mm. I, I can't even say I hate it. I, I, it's just so forgettable and so I think it was nothing. my description really got you going. Yeah, that was it. yeah that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, just not, not a big fan of that one. Next up, next worst is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> that, yep. that sucked um sure. right above that so this is where it starts to get like i didn't hate this but it wasn't didn't do much for me i i did the next worst was the was what if 
Um, okay. There were some really good episodes, but overall, pretty forgettable. Um, yeah. Next one after that, Moon Knight. Same kind we're of deal. So consistent so far. Yeah. <laughs> next one. I think this is where we're going to break a little bit, which actually is surprising to me. Because um, next up, I put Black Widow, which again, I did like. Um, but it's, it is, it's just kind of forgettable. It didn't have to, it came at the wrong time in the MCU. Yeah, I would agree with and that. And it just didn't, um, I mean, Yelena's amazing, but it's, uh, it, Dude, you know what I just remembered? Remember that fucking scene when, uh, Yelena experiences the blip? Yeah. That shit was fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, that wasn't in that was in Hawkeye. Oh, that that was in Hawkeye. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, that was such a great fucking scene. That was an amazing scene. Um But yeah, so everything with that character is amazing. It's just the movie as a whole, I don't know, didn't really do much for me. Um mm. very close by Thor Love and Thunder. I just feel like again, okay. there's a lot in that movie I liked, but there's so much of it that I absolutely hated. Um, right above that, Miss Marvel. Wow. Um, so above the, so I haven't seen two of these, so I'm making assumptions just based on other people's, <laughs> what other people feel the quality is. I put above oh, that would man. be Werewolf by Night. Yep. Um, but who knows? Above, <laughs> don't hate me for this one. This is my personal thing. Above that, I put WandaVision. I mean, we're getting in top eight here, so it's not like crazy. Um, but above that, I did WandaVision. And then right above WandaVision, I did Hawkeye. Nice. Uh, above Hawkeye, I did, again, I'm just making an assumption here, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then, That's crazy. And then, all right, so we're to my top five. Number five. Oh, so Hawkeye didn't make top five. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again. 30 seconds didn't didn't put any yep. <laughs> any real thought into this but um your imaginary self loves black panther wakanda forever i agree almost as much as i love black panther yep. wakanda forever <laughs> yep. wakanda forever wakanda um all right so number five i went with she hulk uh okay i i thought right. she hulk was great despite the fact that i didn't love the last episode in general that show was amazing i thought yep number four we went with Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice. Um, yeah, you love that movie. Yeah, it's really good. Number three, I don't think this should be too controversial, my top three. Maybe the order's a little controversial, but they're all so good. Um, yeah. So number three, I went Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, right. It's amazing. It's just, uh, you know, just ranking my own personal uh, favorites here. Number two, I went with Doctor Strange The Multiverse of Madness, which leaves... Okay. My wow. number one favorite thing in Phase 4 is Season 1 of Loki. Nice. Yeah. Damn, you really do love Doctor Strange and the Multiverse it's of Madness. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot of good shit in there. Yeah. Movie. That's crazy. But yeah, Loki, man. That's, uh, I'm, I'm worried about Season 2. It kind of goes back to the conversation earlier. I hope they don't kind of... Uh, Fuck up the legacy that season one created. But yeah, I, I'm optimistic. Yeah, but that shit was so much fun. Just week by week, like who are the timekeepers, and like who's gonna show up. But then for me, the thing that makes Loki great 
is that at the very end you have like you know the old man Loki you know stopping the the big bad guy or who we think is the big bad guy but then that last episode with Jonathan Majors yes and like 20 minutes of him just talking in a room and so many people hated that they're like it was just them having a conversation no it was amazing I've I've watched that 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 part of the episode I just go to when they first meet I've watched that like 30 times <laughs> because that conversation is so fucking good it's just Six out of six, the whole thing. Jonathan Majors is such a good actor. So good. Um, Sylvie's so good. Oh, the music yeah. in that series is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it just really worked. Yeah. Very well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that was, that was a pretty good list. Uh, you know, for the most part, with, uh, I would say, just a few ex- exceptions. We're yeah, we're pretty, pretty close. Much, yeah. Yeah, spot for spot. And so I think at least, like, what we liked versus what we didn't quite like, if you word it that way, are pretty much the same. Yeah. I would agree. So nice. I hope phase five is better. Quite frankly. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's just been a lot. There's like a lot of stuff and it's hard when there's a lot of episodes and things. It does get a little bit fatiguey for me. I'll say um, if it's not like, you know, hitting all the points I'm expecting it to. Yeah. So like Falcon and the Winter Soldier after watching WandaVision. I was like, bro, like, what the yeah, fuck is happening Yeah, right the now? fall off was crazy. Yeah. So. All right. Well, there you have it. We got rankings for the holiday special. We got our ratings for the holiday special. We got ratings for phase four. We got rankings for phase four. Good way to finish off our last episode for this season. But before we do, we're going to do some recommendations. Yeah. I have something I would like to recommend. Okay. Last week, I saw the best movie I saw the entire year. Which is saying something for me, actually. Because I'm pretty like strict on my movie ratings. But Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, the sequel to Knives Out, was released in theaters for just one week, which seems like the dumbest fucking decision Netflix could have ever done. Um, and then it comes on Netflix on Christmas Eve. That movie was 6 out of 6 Infinity Stones. Nice. It was so good. Daniel Craig returning as Benoit Blanc. Um, it was just a great like murder mystery with a bunch of twists made by Eric's favorite Star Wars director, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Um, he wrote it. He directed it. Um, Daniel Craig is in it. Dave Bautista, a.k.a. Drax, is in it. Catherine Hahn, a.k.a. Ag- Agatha Harkness, is in it. Um, who else is in it? Ethan Hawke is in it very briefly, and they filmed his scene on an off day from when he was shooting Moon Knight, so he looks exactly like his Moon Knight character. No way. Um, and then there's a bunch of random celebrity cameos in it, and I read a lot of murder mysteries. It's my favorite thing to read, and this movie had me guessing, and I would say, I think I like it more than Knives Out, which wow. is crazy, because I love Knives Out. It's one of my favorite movies. And so, you can't go see it in theaters, because they only had it playing for a week, which is crazy. If you go to, okay, if you go to the box office mojo, which is where you get all the box office figures, if you look at Knives Out, it came out over Thanksgiving weekend in 2019. It made over $300 million at the box office. Netflix paid like $400 million to get the next two movies just for the rights. And so they only released it for one week, and I don't, I don't think they even gave out all the box office numbers for it. 
which is like breaking with tradition and all that shit. And all the Hollywood people hated, but it was fantastic. Our theater was pretty packed. I can't wait to watch it again on Christmas Eve. I know my brother and my sister-in-law, we, we watched that first one. I actually dragged them to the theater. Not really dragged, but I was visiting them. They live um, in another state. I was visiting them over Thanksgiving. I was like, let's go watch this movie on Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be good. They didn't know what it was really about, and they both loved it. And so now we're visiting them over Christmas. We're going to watch this next one. I hope they like this one, too, because it was just a lot of fun. And uh, I wasn't able to guess the mystery. So Wow. Very good. That should Highest be. Praise. Yeah, I was going to say. That's enough reason so that's, in itself. Yeah. That's my recommendation. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Nice. It's a movie. It's a movie. It certainly is so, a movie. Just so we're clear. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, I still have to watch. Well, we still have to watch Knives Out. Yes. A thousand point. percent, please. Um, all right. So my recommendation uh, is, is probably not a great one, but it's just uh, I haven't been consuming a whole bunch of. You're really selling yourself short <laughs> there, right? Here's my recommendation. It's not good. I've been consuming a bunch of like new media lately, but I did recently finish playing uh, the Nintendo game Luigi's Mansion 3, which is an older game, but I had never played it before. Uh, But it's really good. It takes a little while to like really uh, show itself, if if that makes sense. I don't want to say open up because it's not like an open world game, but. It's like, if you know what a Luigi's Mansion game is, you play as Luigi, the Mario bro, and you have this uh, basically vacuum that you wear on your back, and you suck up ghosts in usually a mansion or a hotel or something. And this newest one for the Nintendo Switch is, you know, bigger. It has more floors. It's uh, bigger than any of the other ones. But I I think to pad it out, they made, like, too much of the first part of the game very boring to be like the first game um which at the time was not boring at all that game was amazing and still is amazing um and i would argue a lot more fun than the first couple of levels of luigi's mansion 3 but once you get past that it's it's just standard it's just pretty standard at this point so once but once you get past that it gets really crazy um you start you know you're in like egypt and you like you just like suck up all the sand and it's uh, you're going through pyramids, hunting like pharaoh ghosts, and you're going through booby traps and stuff. Uh, it was really way more in depth than I expected, um, and it was really enjoyable. And, and I just finished it because I had played it. It took me a little. Well, I finished it a couple weeks ago, but uh, it took me a little while. I wanted to play it just around Halloween, just because it's kind of like a spooky kind of game. Um, and I'd had it for a little while, and I had never. I started it and I never finished it and I finally restarted it and played it and it was totally worth it. I would highly recommend if you have not checked it out and Luigi's Mansion interests you at all, definitely give it a try. It was definitely, definitely worth a try. Bro, don't you think it's weird when like you put something down and then you pick it back up and you're just like have like a way different experience with it? Yeah, I don't even know. So I do this a lot with games. I don't know if I necessarily have a different experience with it it's just i think sometimes i'm just not ready to commit that amount of time because maybe i'm more into like a different like like i i play more video games than i watch tv so i'm I'm playing 
more than one at a time usually. And so sometimes one of them is just like, it's like, well, I want to do this one. And then after you do that a- enough days in a row, you're like, well, now I feel like I'm rusty with the controls on the other one. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah, like I'm fucking tired of switching it up. All the yeah, time. it just kind of snowballs. Um, I've done that with like books and TV shows, but then like the, they end up being like my favorite. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't understand why my brain works that way. Like Twin Peaks, I think I tried to watch it like six times. And then when I finally watched it, I was like, this is the greatest show. I've ever I did seen. that with The Expanse, the TV show. And the same thing. That's one of the greatest TV shows I've ever seen. I think I started that show like four times, so maybe I just have to keep you gotta, going. You just got to keep going. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Add it to the list. Actually, I probably should add it. To the list. Yeah, big time. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap for this season, Woo! this year of the MCU. We made it somehow, some way. If you want to tweet us, you can reach out at Infinity Rewatch. We'll see how long Twitter is still lasting. <laughs> Or you can email us at theinfinitywatchpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to use those special, special words. Eric, what are you? Fuck the billionaires. Oh, my God.